0: Is Good ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Fundamism podcast. I'm on cloud nine and rising um, because mainly it's a, uh, what is today, Monday? It's a Monday and I'm starting my day off with one of my favorite things, uh, being around individuals that give me energy and strength. And today is an individual that's done that in my life uh, for quite some time. Now, we've all had the pleasure, if you tuned into our first podcast ever, of listening to this gentleman. However, um, we've both grown a ton since then, and I cannot wait to explore uh, our journey and detail out some of the things that we've gone through in self-discovery. But before we do that, I'd like to shout out our sponsor, Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle, uh, like our guest today, has been with us for some time in supporting the brand. And uh, we're about to drop our first ever Charlie Hustle shirt, the Fundamism What's Good shirt. And I'm super excited about it. As soon as my web guy gets the platform ready for us to uh, to have it out there, it's going to be available for purchase. So strap in. Uh, speaking of web guys, hey, uh, Larry Perez is our guest today on the Fundamism podcast. This is round two for you, brother. How you doing?
1: Good, man. You f- feeling good? Just the web guy.
0: Just a web guy. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk more about that and many more items, but before we do so, we start every every podcast with "What do you do for fun?" And you told us last time what have you what have you introduced new in your life since the last time we talked that you do for fun.
1: Man, you know I'm always on this journey of self self discovery, reflecting that kind of thing. I actually think that's a lot of fun. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people might might not think that that's the case for themselves, but. I find in this world that uh, the more that I discover myself, the more i 'm able to go out and do things that i wouldn 't otherwise do you know um, that 's what i 'm doing for fun that 's what i 'm always doing for fun
0: well what 's interesting about that comment is um, you are an individual that uh, that looks internally often, and with that skill set and being self reflective and understanding where your strengths and areas of opportunity lie. You're also fantastic at helping others self-discover, and not necessarily telling, because we all we all have that um, that innate trait in us where we we feel the need to tell people what to do or what they should be doing. But the most powerful tool in any leader's tool belt, in any friend or, or family member, is the ability to create an environment for self-discovery and. That's fun for you, but not only is it fun for you for yourself in creating that environment to where you you're reflective and what's working and what's not working, but but you create that environment for others well as well. That's a lot of wells. Um, speak, so let's get into the well. Okay. How how did that come about? Is that something that is that something that has come to you with
1: age, with wisdom, with time, or is that always th- how you've been? I think all all of the above. No, it's not always how I've been actually um realized this transition if you want to call it that anyway to creating that environment really was created by my kids you know uh i think i met- mentioned in the pod the, the first podcast that i uh, i was awarded sole custody of all three of my children and there i was you know basically i didn't know who i was i didn't know really what the what the uh functions of a real father were I thought up to that point it was just about make money, take care of the kids, get them what they need, keep moving on in life, and um, so <laughs> the ones that have actually helped me figure that out are are, are my kids. Mm. They're the ones that basically brought to the table, you know, without saying, "Hey, Dad, this is what you need to do." Um, you know, they were always busy creating their environment, as kids do. You know what I mean? They don't really worry about much. They uh, they seemingly always want to have a, a great environment around them, and they're always encouraging, and they're always wanting to explore, and they're you know. So <clears throat> I took a lot from that. Um, and obviously, there's a process that you know. Once you become conscious of that, uh, there's a process that of challenge. It's not really not a process. You start you start getting the challenges. Come up to the surface, and you you have to deal with those things in order to to be able to go out there and have fun, create that environment for other people. Um, yeah, so well, I think that's the biggest struggle for so many in life. Is you
0: mentioned that you have to deal with that in order to get where you aspire to be, but for one reason or the other, it's so much easier for folks just to say that that's getting in the way and not do anything as a result. So you mentioned that you're. That your children have have been catalysts and revealing this this need for growth and um, you know self-development and reflection. Another thing that you do very, very well is you you understand the value that others have in your life. And specifically if folks aren't adding value in your life, you don't really surround yourself with them very often.
1: I you know, I used to. And then there was a point even up to recently where I deliberately did that. Well, and I don't mean selfishly. I'm not right, even right.
0: saying like you're going to give me something or you're no, not going to be that. in my
1: life. No, I would deliberately like I guess my my whole thing about that is yeah, I can I can recognize those things in in people just as much as you can recognize the great things, you know, the not so great things. But um I I've just kind of developed this open door policy. I I for instance, what I've been working on lately for the last five months is judgment. That's something that I have always suffered with. It was always everybody else's fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, it really boiled down a few months ago where it was like, you know, you you really can be pretty judgmental. Um, And so I've been working on that. I've been working on just allowing and... Uh, just allowing things to unfold without trying not to have judgment because each person has just as much good in them as they do the things that, that, uh, you might think are negative about those people. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I've, I've kind of, uh, I guess kind of stumbled upon creating an environment for each person that I'm around, that's, pretty level is that you know when i see things like that like something that makes me uncomfortable or um uh, they're negative or whatever i i really kind of remove the blame and the judgment and i and i really look at that situation that might be unfolding and and i ask myself what is it about me that is allowing me to see this mm. what what is it about me Instead of placing judgment, it's easy to just judge and move on and go, yeah, I just don't want to hang out with it. But, you know, we can, all all of us, we can find just as much uh, negativity in someone as we can, the positive. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Isn't it funny how uh, everyone is exactly how you think they are? Yes. Rob,
0: our camera guy is back with us. It's good to see you again, sir. We've missed you. Isn't it interesting, sir, how everybody is exactly how you want to see them? How you think they are? How you think we are?
1: Think about that. Ponder that. That is super deep. It's S- deep, he says. So, it is. But so here's the thing. If you really think about that, it removes it really removes all of that uh, needing or feeling that you have to judge a situation, um, you simply just have to change your mind. That's really a, that's really what it is. And so I, I'm I'm discovering that when when I change my mind about something, or I instead of going, man, I could really drill this situation, and because I would in the past, I would really just lay on it until it went, until I thought it went away. Well, yeah, it never would. went away. You always lay on it, right? And hopefully they'll not edit that. But um, who's they? Yeah, they? They is me. Oh, they is you. So you see that? See people, this is how he. This is how the news is crafted. So you know, this is exactly how it's done. Right? This is here. your narrative, right. bro.
0: I don't edit out to make it sound like how I want to sound. Right.
1: So, so anyway, uh, what was I saying? You're saying sometimes you just got to lay on it. You uh, yeah. You know, some I would feel the, the need to have to do that. And you know what? I don't have anything to teach anybody. That's what I'm realizing. I really don't. I I just need to be present. And I have everything to teach myself. And I think as I teach myself uh, through the, this whatever discovery process, everything around me is going to be fine. We have, you and I can talk for hours and hours and hours and hours,
0: and a lot of folks don't know the extent of the role that you've played in my development, and I could honestly say that you know while I while I had the skill set to be able to talk in front of groups of people, and um, potentially the energy to to help people feel empowered, I was lost uh, in terms of how to how to allow that stuff to manifest its um, its nature in my. In my work environment and my ability to make money and you help me through that process. And you know, I give you grief and we crack jokes because I call you a web guy or had at one point in time, but you're you're really so much more than that. You know, you're you've been a personal guide to me. And to this day um, I like to think that it's not just because it's episode number one, which is typically where people start with things, uh, but you are the topped the top interview, uh, the interviewed podcast, the top rated interview podcast of the Fundamism podcast. So um, you're you're number two all time in downloads uh, next to a solo cast that we did, a heart uh, made of purple. But you're the number one interviewed guest that we've ever had in terms of downloads. And when I when I originally interviewed you, my mom said to me listening to that gentleman was fascinating. And the reason why it was fascinating to me is because he has a, he has an approach that speaks more to me and my style, not news to you that I'm kind of, uh, I'm out there. I'm energetic. I'm loud. I'm uh, at times, uh, a lot to handle for some. So your style and your very deliberate nature and how you communicate and ability to create this, this environment for self-discovery is one that connects with a lot of people. What amazes me about that, Larry, is um, you mentioned again that your children have, have helped you through this process of self, self-discovery. And it's, oftentimes I can tell when you're going through this journey, which is a constant process for you, you'll talk to me. And for one reason or the other, we'll, we'll have very honest conversations about what's going on in your life and what's going on in my life. And, and there's always a moment where you're like, gosh, damn it, Paul, you're right, you're right. And I know I know specifically you've said I'm right around one topic no less than 5 or 6 times. The reason why I bring that up is because we are so great about giving other people advice or helping them through their journey or looking at people's stories through our through a lens an unbiased lens and saying maybe if we tried this. But it's so damn difficult to do it on our own. So for you What's your take on that? why is it easy Why is it easier for you to tell or walk others through what they could be doing or what they should be doing or create that element of self discovery than it is for
1: you to heed your own advice okay so there's a lot there sorry there is no there is a <laughs> lot there and first off, nobody's perfect. we all strive for for that and it's easy for us to recognize the things in other people like I said i'm he, okay to put this into perspective because it's all we have i learn about myself through other people that's how i learn and so when i'm going through a situation um you know as i have you know being around you you've known you know several of the different situations that i take myself through or continue to plow through and that kind of thing. And, and my advice to others is different at times. Um, it's a,
0: hypocritical it, at times, it, right? It,
1: well, it can be, it can be thought to be hypocritical, Sure, sure. but the, the point is nobody knows why we're here. Okay. And to, to a great extent, I feel like I'm being guided. It, it's not always my decision. So sometimes when I say something, it's what I want my decision to be. Hmm. But when I check in with my feelings, it's hard. Uh, it's much more difficult because you see, like I said, you can choose to see the greatness in, in someone. If like, if I'm struggling in a, uh, let's say a relationship. Hypothetically. Yeah. If <laughs> if I'm struggling in the relationship, uh If my old self would be, uh, man, I got to roll. I got to get out of this. This is toxic. This is whatever I want to label it to be. Well, over the last year, and I've already mentioned, you know, for the last few months, I've been working on specifically judgment. I have recognized was really one of my biggest things. Um, When you start to dissolve the ability to judge, you start seeing people the way that they should really be. Uh, because it's hard. You, you take other people's perspective. You, you're always considering other people's perspective to try to figure out if if yours is right. So am I really seeing it through my lens if I'm sharing it with other people and they're giving me their perspective on it and I, and I leave that you know that conversation with a brand new perspective is it really mine and those are the questions that I have really really started to dig in and, and ask myself so and a lot of the listeners might be able to relate to this have you ever uh, let's just talk about dating life for a second have you ever uh, dated somebody and a man like two years later you're just like it was great for the first year and then the last year has just been complete hell yeah right and then so You take some time off and whatever that time is, maybe you're reflecting, maybe it's whatever it is. You're going out, you're having fun, and you notice that your life really takes a turn for the better. And you're like, man, I'm free and I'm all of this. And then all of a sudden you meet somebody and you get back in a relationship and it's exactly the same relationship it was last time. Yes. It's not the other people. Right. Okay, and this is why it's this important. This is a, it's not you, it's me. It's not you, <laughs> it's me. It, it, okay, because we will continue that pattern until we, until we finally realize that it was never them to begin with. Mm. You could have thought differently about that person. And that's a big challenge. You know, in society, it's like, it's easy to discard and it's easy to throw somebody away. Well really all you're doing is cheating yourself out of out of your own growth. Right. And and for this for the sake of ah, I want to go out, I wanna be free, I wanna have fun, I wanna do all these things. I you know, you don't really ever know that you're just denying figuring out who you are. Mm. And you can't figure out who you are if you don't have anybody around. And if you keep if you keep just tossing people to the side that issue that you have will never get, it will never get resolved. So that's when I really started to realize that judgment for me was a big thing. Man, I don't like the way this person does something, so I'm just going to, okay, cut them out, cut them off, do, do do those types of things. And I think I mentioned to you one time before that, you know, I deliberately, like, meet my demons. I, I do it on a daily basis. I... I Avoidance is not one of those things that I do very well. I, you know, I want to know more about myself. And and what the beauty about all of this is that the more that I do that, and the more that I learn um, about myself through other people, and figure out what my problems are, uh, the world around me changes.
0: Right. But there's so much here to unpack. Unpack. You said, you said you can't do a lot of that stuff on your own or when you're alone. Yeah. And you do hit your demons head on. There's so many people that um are in their head about what's not working or their demons or you know, the self-reflection. Um and they they get they get in their head to where they can't get out and they become recluses or they, you know, pull the covers, the proverbial covers over their head or whatever it may yeah. be. When you're going through these times, like I feel it, I feel your energy, like I feel that you're in a dark space and you close off you don't you don't allow people in during that time, so is that part of the process? like when you say you can't you can't not have you can't be alone in that journey, but that's what
1: you do at times. How does that work? Well, the key word is at times, hmm. you know, so it isn't when you have your own shit. The last thing you want to do is sling it on people. Right. You know, so those are the times when I feel it, and everybody has it. When, when I feel it, those are the times that I need stillness the most. Those are the times that I need to just sit still and not really think of anything. Maybe do something mindless for a while or get, you know, get back to playing my guitar, whatever those things are. But the last thing on my mind is slinging my shit all over somebody else. Uh, I'm not going to, I can learn about myself that way, but I've done enough of that to know that the pattern is exactly the same. So then being conscious about it makes it easier to just not do that to people. So <clears throat> I consider that to be an act, uh, 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 a random uh Act of kindness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to not throw my shit on you today. Right. You're yeah. welcome. Right, right. So, you know, you do. It's kind of like in the art world. I'm a very artistic person. So I can't just sit down and do it, okay? I, there's a process that it, it takes me through. I have to reach those feelings in order to feel motivated or inspired or whatever to do, to do something. But then there's that time. That I have to step away from that piece for a while and do something different, get my mind off of it, so that I can fundamentalism stuff. Yeah, so I can come back and and do uh, and and see the results of my feelings or my thoughts or you know whatever I'm taking myself. You can't see it when you're in it, is what I'm saying. You have to remove yourself from it. So as it relates to maybe relationships with people. Yeah, it's. I think it's super important to do that. I you, didn't uh, think so. You, you used to think so. I didn't. You
0: reference. Um, you reference a lot of what in your journey. Mm-hmm. Like you realize that you know sometimes the worst that you see in others is actually a reflection of yourself, right? Um, you understand that if you are, are going through these these difficult uh you know reflective moments, or or you're addressing your demons and you're hitting them head on, then you're not throwing your shit on everybody else. People that are listening to this, uh, many of us know the what uh, we we've self-diagnosed what our problems are. Potentially, uh, we've embraced who we are, or where our gaps lie. We may have m- misplaced that um, that diagnosis or or messed it up per se, but but at least in our head, we. We know, you know, oh, I'm somewhat narcissistic, or I like to argue. You had mentioned relationships before. Mm-hmm. I found myself growing up, um, and I was just talking to Rob about relationships right before this started, in a lot of toxic relationships. And I would always, uh, I was, I would always be attracted to individuals that for one reason or the other I'd like to argue with. There was mm-hmm. a time in my life where I loved to be right uh, I love to to dominate folks in arguments. Like it gave me, for one reason or the other, uh, and I'm I'm not proud to say this, it made me feel intelligent or like that I had value if I could win in an argument, if I could say something to get you to see, not necessarily that I was right, but you were wrong, right? I'm... And so as a result of that, I would attract other individuals that kind of like that that energy. They like that. That negative vibe where we're just constantly at each other's throats. And so to your point, I would recognize, you know, quickly, two, three, four weeks in that we weren't a good match. But man, I would drag it out and drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. This is the long-winded way to say many folks know the what. I knew the what. Individuals listen to this know the what. How do you move on it? Because you said, you said, you know, I'll just I, I shut it off. Now I've realized ab- that about myself. And so I remove myself from judgments. How? Because that
1: sounds easy, but how do you do it? Yeah. You have first, I think the first thing that I discovered about myself was having the awareness that I was a judgmental person. And I say that as if that's the past. I still go through it. Okay. But that's, these are the things. That life throws at us that we are here to overcome. If that's if we had a job to do, it would be to overcome. In my mind, it it would be to overcome the things that we struggle with, so that we can become whole. So, uh, there is no real instruction manual on how to do that. You you just I think for me, I can share my journey. I can share some things that I've discovered. but can't tell anybody hey this one you got to do this two you got to do this and then hey you're gonna end up right here right. right it's not that way you I had to recognize in me the things that were uh not right every day it wasn't right um but that's what I was you know I when you when you finally get to the point where you're you're willing to admit to yourself that if you're the problem, that's when things start getting fixed. Right. So how that all unfolds, I have, I have no idea for anybody else. But that is what's led me to this passion of figuring out and knowing thyself. Is that once I, if I just stay on this journey, the world around me is going to take care of itself. Okay, so I had a, I, you know, I don't think that anything exists outside of what is around me that I can verify.
0: Almost to a fault. Like, like, it makes me so frustrated to have these conversations with you because my brain doesn't think that way. I mean, I get energy and I get, um, you know, our perception of things. But we had a lengthy conversation about whether this 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 building outside of the shop where you're located here in KCK exists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, yeah, it freaking exists, Larry. Like, I see it. It's And that's so deep that a lot of people would look at you talking about judgments and they would say, that guy's a freaking loony tune. Yeah. But I love it because it really forces me to think. Now, I know deep down in my heart that that building exists. Mm-hmm. But you created an environment for me to think about what that means to me or why that is. So forgive me for for stealing that from you but I want people to understand the the signific the significance of how you approach things. When you say
1: it only exists if you could specifically experience it, you mean that. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, so I had a friend one time that uh told me and this is probably uh it's great for this these times right now. But I had a friend of mine tell me one time that uh, racism exists, okay? And Who was this friend? I, I'm not going to say, because he'll, he's going to listen to this, and, and then he's going to be mad at me.
0: Side but, note, it's me. This is a heated conversation. And so, I love that you're bringing this up right now, because this is fantastic for people to hear. I am 100% certain... That racism exists. Okay,
1: so I will just have to say this: I haven't experienced it, and look at me. Okay, you're Filipino. I'm um, yeah. I'm not your general, you know, whatever you want to say, run of the mill person. Uh, look wise. Okay, I can be <laughs> Are judged you upon your tattoos. I, I can be judged upon very easily. But, Are you Filipino? Yeah, Is that your well, background? Well, I am half Filipino. I'm half Jer- German and uh, half African American, but not half charity. Is that true? Yeah, all three halves. All three. Halves. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I'm not good at math. It's okay. Neither am I. Obviously. <laughs> okay. So, but anyway, you see, I, I, I'm always, I've always been that little kid that questions everything. I don't, I don't want to be taught something. I, I, like, for instance, I was sitting down one day and I, I had written out a lot of my quote-unquote belief systems, and then I asked myself. Why do I believe these things? Okay, because I don't agree with a lot of them to some degree, and you know what I discovered? Half of them weren't my belief systems. They were they were given to me. They were handed down to me. They were you know taught to like, me. Like hate, man. And you know there was a time where I I would feel that towards people. Okay. But I have not, like, experienced racism. So how can I say it exists? That's, that's the thing. And I think, you know, everybody is out, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people are out here slinging truth. Mm-hmm. Their truth. Okay, when there's a difference between the word truth and their truth. Narrative. Narrative all we have is perspectives mm-hmm. and when we're busy trying to convince other people that something uh does exist it's that person trying to push their truth upon somebody that doesn't really know any better right you know so <clears throat> that's all i'm saying and and that's me in self discovery going you know At some point, I've kind of dissolved a lot of these belief systems that were handed down once I discovered that I never came up with those ideas to begin with. That's when my mind started going, oh man, I could do this, I could think this, I can, I can go anywhere and not go anywhere at the same time. And I just really, it, it really led me to be able to start to stand in what my own truth is. One of the things that you, I'm sure you've, you'll recognize is that I think everybody's right. I don't, even if I disagree with you, you're right. You're right. And that's really hard. It logically wouldn't make sense if you're using your left brain to think about this. They're right. If that's your experience, you're right. Who am I to tell you that you're wrong? And who are you to try to tell me that I am wrong for for not having the experience you have. So I think that's like a major key in healing relationships between people. We get in these relationships and uh, whether it's a friendship or it's an intimate relationship or whatever, and the moment a disagreement comes up, it's easy. It's easy to blame the other person. Ah, they're just this. Okay, and then all these labels start coming out. And you know, after a while... That person is is discovering a pattern. They whether they're willing to admit it or not, they're they're discovering a pattern that the, the people keep telling them the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's that's their truth, right? It's their truth. It's just they keep people keep saying that because they are uncomfortable with that, right?
0: What I appreciate about what you're saying is, and it, it's an extreme example. We're, talk, you know, we you brought up the topic of racism, and but you think this way with everything politics. We've had the same conversation with you know Trump and all that stuff, and you're not supportive of any one party. You you like this element of uh, of of chaos, like of bringing the real people out, or at least what we perceive to be our real selves, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, religion is another topic. Uh, I was listening to stand-up comedy in the car on the way up here. I've really been listening a lot, especially in my drives to Iowa, Nebraska, wherever it is I'm going. I listen to stand-up comics for hours and hours and hours on end, and I hear their delivery style and their cadences and how they let a joke simmer and how you know, oftentimes you'll want to move on with content because you already got your laugh. But if you just sit, for another half a second or, or or second, there's a secondary laugh that comes in there. So when you're like that deliberate about listening to, to how people put together their set or their craft, it really helps improve your own skill set and whatever you're looking to do. Right? It doesn't matter yeah. if it's music or or you know being a garbage man. It doesn't matter so long as you're present. And you're paying close attention. So Dimitri Martin is a comic that I really enjoy, and he said, you know, the only thing I really appreciate about religion is how intolerant they are to other people's opinions. Yeah. And what that kind of correlates to what you're saying in terms of we get so caught up in in these this belief system that that either A has come to us through experience or B instilled upon us by others that we we close ourselves off to other potential truths and I may have referenced this in our first podcast or another one. I I don't recall if I, if I did, I'm sorry if I didn't. uh, I think it's an amazing story that kind of captures the essence of what we're saying. There's a, there's a religious speaker who talks about the importance of God and, and uh, a higher power. And he was speaking to a large audience of atheists and he had this, this chart and he drew a, a pie chart, a circle, right? And, he asked like if this is everything that we know about this world everything uh, every bit of knowledge that we could potentially have out there to be had if this is everything that anyone could know on the planet how much would you say that we in this room actually know right and so he he starts to go through the pie chart and he tries to you know identify what is it this much is it half their group is like you know no 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 is it this much and it got down to be like Between five and ten percent, maybe less. And so he said, in this, in this large sliver of 95 to you know, 95 to 99% of of shit that we don't know, could it be possible? Maybe, just maybe, that in this group of atheists, there is a possibility that something exists that is godlike or bigger than us. And that point was inarguable. Like you can't, if, if we agree that we could not possibly know, you know, 95% of what there is to know, then there has got to be some potential for something out there to be a different truth than what we hold. And that's what I think that you're articulating. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, that's totally accurate. Um, So call it what you want, religion, the universe, source, energy, what what Buddha, whatever you want to call it. It's really all the same. We're all trying to say the same thing. They're just different dialects. Okay, so what happens in the outside world, because you do have an inner world also, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. But what happens in the outside world is, you know, everybody wants to be right. Okay, and we'll just take religion, for, for example, or even politics, you can see it. You know, when you choose a side, you are really saying that you oppose everything outside of that. So is that really who you are? You know what I mean? It's not who I am. It might be who other people are.
0: Well, but, so let's uncover that just yeah. a little bit. Because take very specifically, yeah.
1: Democrat versus Republican,
0: yeah. right? You have some Democrats or some Republicans that are more pro-life or not pro-life or whatever, yeah. maybe. But they still fall on the opposite end of the political structure. Mm-hmm. So that blanket statement of you oppose everything the other group stands for,
1: what specifically do you mean? okay. If you just remove the labels for a second. Okay. Just look at it everything as a whole. In in politics, what do you see? You it's clear that everyone, a hundred percent of us, can see chaos. Absolutely. Okay. It's pretty clear that most of us can't see a lot of structure. Okay, fair enough. Okay. And that's across the board. So now add the labels in there. How does that shift your perspective? Okay it's you start feeling those feelings of opposition.
0: Hmm.
1: Like maybe I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing the battle. I'm, I'm, my life is going to pop because they can't get their shit together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be negatively impacted based man, on the decisions why? that these folks are making. Why? When the world around you is around you right now, look around. It's, that's all you really have. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I started going, man, it's like that with everything. It's like that with everything. I had a really bad experience in church after several good years of experiences in church, but the one bad experience really changed my trajectory and sent me into that atheism thing. This is probably 15 years ago. You know, so I did explore that. I was trying to find a side. I was trying to find who I am by choosing a side. Mm. I don't choose a side. I love everybody and I and and I think that that is the biggest key. When we can dissolve labels and look at things for what they actually are, we're just going to simply see ourselves. So we'll just talk about Donald Trump for a second. Um, oh, man, I don't, you're really trying to get under my skin. No, I'm not. But, but you know, maybe you've chosen a side. I, the one thing about, about that guy that fascinates me is he, I, I really, he's the biggest mirror walking the planet right now so man if you had a hatred bone in your body Mm. or a judgmental bone in your body or uh what you you name it he brought it out he brought it out yes okay he isn't going to change it you have to change it okay so if you've if you've gone your entire life with that stuff down inside of you and you uh decided that he was going to be your, or didn't decide that he was going to be your trigger, you should know what your issues are to deal with at this point. And it really points back to, you know, everything we do comes back, ultimately comes back to us. Mm-hmm. It just does. We can't lay it upon the shoulders of somebody else. Taking responsibility and going, man, I'm only seeing this because that's who I am. That's hard to admit I have to. I, I really do have to give him kudos, though. He was really that person in in uh, not in my life, but uh, within a within a the ability to see that I really had a lot of judgment mm-hmm. because I did start out that way with him. But it's very thoughtful of you to give him kudos when he's already given himself all of them. That's fine. <laughs> You're you're but well, here you are judging. So I would I would you
0: know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. And I love this conversation because it's exactly the same. It's the same, it's the racism conversation that we had, right? Yeah. And um we talked about when we when we've brought up this subject before, you see me getting uneasy. And it's not uneasiness like that. I don't enjoy the conversation. It's that um sometimes you push really hard on me, which I appreciate because you're really trying to and at one point in time, you even said, I'm just pushing to see how hard you'll go, like how hard you'll take it. You I I feel like I have a pretty good read on people, right? And so when you when you bring up the subject to me, I often talk about like it's not his, it's not his stance, like it's not his politics. It's not, it's not Republican versus Democrat. It's not like I just don't like the guy. Like I just don't think that he presents. I don't want my daughter to think that this is the example of what the highest power in the land holds and how you treat people. Because at the core of of what I stand for, what I I say that I stand for, is treating people with respect, right? And if you fuck up, Larry, I'm not going to call you out in front of millions of people. I'm going to respectfully talk to you like a human being and potentially even offer you an opportunity for self-discovery. That's where my beef has always lied.
1: Well... First off, what you don't want your daughter to grow up seeing, uh, you know, just know that it's you are the higher power to her. Mm. It's not. So it's, it's if you lead by example your daughter, all of the stuff, the world around her will take care of her itself it it just will fair and so that's that to me that's the power that's one of the things my kids taught me that's the power of being able to go man it's not their fault right they don't know they don't know any better it's not their fault uh it's 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 me and I always say that stuff to you it's me I'm looking for I can only be concerned about my own economy I can I can feel for others that feel their economy is not that good right I cannot get on board when my economy is good I can't get on board with a blanket the economy is a terrible thing right so why would I do that in the rest of my life sure you know when all that matters to me is what's around me seeing my kids every day hanging out doing the stuff that i love to do but also knowing that the problems that i suffer from weren't caused by anybody else they're caused by me and when when you have that that's power that is that's higher power that isn't a higher power from the outside world that's higher power from within going you got this right you can do this and when you lead Yourself, you're the you're not only the shepherd, but you're also the flock. When you can lead yourself like that, when you can lead yourself like that, those that are around you, like your daughter or whomever, are going. Those are the things you cannot teach them. That's why I say you I don't have anything to teach anybody. I just show up every day, and twenty years from now. Or ten, or even five years, I'm going to see exactly in my daughter the things that I have uh, gone through that she's picked up. Mm-hmm. And if you're a powerhouse for your kids, it doesn't all of a sudden doesn't matter what a Donald Trump or a anybody else is going to do. Right? You know, it's just not going to matter. Wait, I asked you before we started this
0: because you and I could talk for hours and hours and hours about any topic, right? Yeah. What do you want the theme of this to be? And I think we just identified it. Like the theme of everything that I hear you saying is we look, we look to everybody else for reasons, we look to everybody else for excuses, we look to everybody else for why things are the way that they are. The people leading our country, you know, the religions that move us, uh, the bosses that we that we keep, and I say keep intentionally because if you have one that you don't like, you choose to continue to have that boss in your life. right? You're in more control, this is what I hear you saying, you're in more control of the things around you and your existence and your environment than you've ever given yourself credit for. And I think that is, that's a masterful place when you can get there. And ultimately, I asked earlier about people are constantly looking for the How? Like we're, we're all, we're all, you mentioned shepherds and flocks. These, these, these motivational speakers, these, you know, these Instagram um, influencers, all these individuals that we look up to for, for guidance or for, to reveal our truth or whatever it is, we look for them to say, how, tell me the how, like, I'll do it if you just tell me how.
1: We look for them for the answer. The
0: answer. That's right. The answer. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, and you hit on this early on it, your answer is different from my answer. I will never be able to tell you what your path looks like. What we can do in, in front of every group I ever speak with, I, I, we have two goals. We want to have some fun but that doesn't fall solely on my shoulders. And the second thing is I want to leave you with some tactical information to help drive quality of life improvements. Then, we don't exclusively, I don't explicitly say, Larry, go do this because, Cons- because my this is different. But what I try to do is I try to create an environment for self-discovery where I, I present items that I do. Consider doing this. Consider yeah. doing this yeah. and maybe find what that looks like for you. But everybody wants, they want the answers and they want somebody else to explicitly define what that is.
1: Okay, I think I can do it. I think I can. I can't tell you what they are, but I think uh, I can safely say that all of the answers are inside of you. Hmm. They're all there. Every ounce of them is there. I just had to stop my chaos long enough to start seeing glimpses of uh, those answers. And... Let me give you an example of how an answer is inside of me so you can recognize it in the outer world because those, those are two different worlds existing simultaneously. So if you live inside, and I don't mean live inside being an introvert, I'm saying live inside of yourself, clean your garage, get it organized. Being right?
0: self-aware.
1: Being self-aware. Telecom
0: self-assessments.
1: What's going to happen is the outside world is going to show you all of the answers that you have inside of yourself. So if, you, if you're a person that has to rely on visuals or, or kinesthetic feelings, touching, you know, that kind of thing, you can use that to tap inside. And that is where all the magic happens. You, so you see something, a situation unfolding, you know that, it, and I got to a point where I know that it, it's something inside of me, or I wouldn't be seeing it. I just wouldn't i'll give you an example going down the highway i'm and and this is a very specific one of hundreds of examples that i've seen i'm going down the highway and i'm upset i'm mad about something and you know when i get mad i i'm intense and it's there's nothing that exists outside of that right Mm -hmm. guy drives up a hundred miles an hour behind me gets right on my ass right and immediately I want to blame this i I just want to sling at this guy because I'm already angry mm-hmm. having at the point me having some consciousness awareness, I realized that that was really me I need to slow down I need to stop writing people's tail I need to go about life in the right lane every now and then get in the left lane but you know you bring about, I was bringing about on me the things that I was putting on people. And they just show up in different ways. And so it's not a coincidence. It's it's just, it was me simply recognizing that I'm walking around out here living the life that I live inside. So if my garage is not clean and I'm not right with myself, or I'm not right with God, or I'm not, whatever you want to call it, right? Things aren't going to be right in the outside world. And that's when I started to realize, man, it has nothing to do with people out here other than they are here to show me what I need to work on. They can't teach me anything anymore and I can teach them. But every single day, life gets better. And you see, see, my end goal is the fundamism, all 24 hours a day when I'm not sleeping. Fundamism, I wanna live fundamism. You know, I love the concept of fundamentalism. I love what you stand for, what you're out there doing and you're helping people to realize that, you know, there is more to life than these structural things, these left brain, because the outside world represents to me the left hemisphere of the brain and inside i live in the right hemisphere of the brain how do i bring those two things together and i and i if you just if i just had to take enough time to realize that i really need to get to know myself through other people and now i feel like i'm on fire the times that i just the times where i, I would generally get mad and i would stew over stuff forever are are they're long gone mm-hmm. i mean i'll get glimpses of them And, but I'm quick to catch it now and just go, it's you, it's you, it's not them, leave them alone. It's you, you, you know, your silence in the situation is going to help you come back and just, and, and use that, that, time or that situation or, or thing that unfolded as time to, to reflect. So self reflection is obviously super powerful. We talked about
0: that um multiple times uh both directly and indirectly in this episode thus far. I think it really you, you just kind of sparked my creativity on an interesting activity potentially we could all incorporate. So Hi, if, if hide and seek. Hide and seek. Maybe <laughs> it is essentially hide and seek. So, we all have these we all have these circumstances, these experiences or these traits that define us, right?
1: Do they in our minds, okay. So you're right.
0: So what if, what if you you took this this personal inventory or assessment? Like you just you just, you took two minutes out of your day right now to write down a couple of a couple of characteristics uh, that kind of define you, right? So maybe for one for you, and I know that we would agree upon this is anger at times, right? Anger at times has allowed. Uh, you to see things differently. It has defined you in the past.
1: It's defining me now.
0: It's defining you now. Okay, fair enough. So, so, but and when I say this, I mean an honest assessment. So maybe it's, maybe it's anger, maybe it's empathy, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's fun or humor, whatever it may be. So you define these, these characteristics and limit it to. Let, let's just make it simple. Limit it to to five, three to five. Write them down. And then as you go through your day, see how these particular characteristics manifest themselves in your interactions with others, how they influence what you see, right? And a really cool thing when you talk about left versus right brain. So let's say anger. Let's take anger, for example, in the very specific example that you gave with the gentleman coming up on your rear end, right? So you have, you have your, your five items and anger is on your list and all of a sudden it's manifesting. This guy is, he's riding your butt, right? Forcing yourself in the moment to at least not, I'm not even saying implore the opposite, but think about if anger is how it's manifesting itself now, what would the opposite end of that? What would, what would something completely different be to anger? How could I respond differently to this situation? That could be the how potentially for other people, at
1: least just to expose. That's difficult. It really brings us full circle back to the very beginning of this conversation Where um, I had it right there. Hang on a second. Watch anger manifest itself. (laughs) Watch anger manifest itself. Uh, Oh, it comes back to that situation, that full circle about judgment. Yes. If you're just simply working on that, you're also working on all kinds of other things simultaneously. So you do, you get the opportunity to choose. That's when you, you're not choosing a side. You're just choosing yourself and you're, and you're going, I can dissolve all of this. And the world around you will take care of itself. You'll start seeing less angry people. You'll start seeing people that are more kind, more giving, more open, more, you know, loving, more all of these different things. And so it is a good idea to probably write those things down. Uh, I did the same thing with my belief systems. When you can actually see it right in front of you, the one thing that I'm realizing is that every breath I take and every step that I take, I'm the one that's creating. Was that the yeah, police? Pl- it was, 1984. <laughs> uh, I am creating my environment, okay? So I'm the creator of that. P- somebody coming up on me used to be they created the issue for me. Yes. No, no. I'm discovering that I created the issue for me. My mom y'all, always used to tell me, you create problems for yourself. You get yourself in all this trouble and all these things, and, man, it's hard to parent you. But I just want you to know, you create the problems for yourself. And that never rung very clear until recently. Travis Kelsey said that in our podcast.
0: And I use this in every, I played this little snippet in every single, it's one minute and 15 seconds in every single keynote I do. He says, nobody and nothing is more powerful on this planet than you when you decide to make a decision. Man. It wasn't the people I was hanging around, it wasn't the circumstances that I, it was me and my decision making.
1: You know what's funny is you can have a group of birds of a feather flock together. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. We think we do. Right. You can hang out. That's why out. Rob won't hang out with right. me he, he stopped hanging out. He doesn't call me no more. Well, it's because he's we've, we've exhausted the value that we serve to him. You know, he said to me this morning, and it, it was really, it hit me hard right between the eyes. He I still says, see a mark. He says to me, I got what I needed. That's right. I got what I needed. Man, and you know, I didn't have that ah, moment, right? It wasn't like that. I was feeling like... What about this situation is me? <laughs> no. So anyway. <laughs> we love you, Rob. Yeah, we are saying
0: we're here for this you, man.
1: This is right. Yeah. This is.
0: This will last forever. So
1: anyway, uh, you know what's funny is you can hang out with the people that you thought were negative. If you change your mind, it, it, not... You don't change. I didn't change my mind about these people. I just changed my mind about the way I looked at them. Mm. And man, that is that is the prime
0: gateway. That's like my buddy Chad Carden used to say: when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at
1: change. Oh man, I and uh, you know when you when you when you add awareness in there, and you walk around and you're always. Like not hyper aware, you're aware to the point where you should be, so you get to know yourself. You start seeing that, man. When you walk into a McDonald's, you mm-hmm. can, you can, you can make it go crazy. Why does it got to be McDonald's? Well, you don't. You're not doing because McDonald's I have a, anymore. Yeah, I, I have a specific situation, uh, several that I deliberately did in, Mc- well, but that's for a different time. Um, but you, you can make things go crazy. You can, you know, you said. In the very beginning, you create this environment for other people. I am simply really working on myself to create the environment for myself. And I think just other people feel it. Yeah. Whether I'm angry, they feel it and they go away. If I'm kind and I'm in this awesome space that I spend a lot of time in, then they feel that too. So I'm not like, Cleaning my house to get ready for people to come over. I'm just cleaning out inside so that people, when they do come around or come over. There's room. There's room. (laughs) They feel welcome there. They feel like they could be there forever. We could have conversation about anything, and they know I'm not going to judge them. Sure. And that's ultimately all I want. Well, Larry, I find you absolutely fascinating. Uh, I care about you a lot uh, professionally
0: but uh, you're you are definitively one of my best and closest friends and I thank you for the guidance that you provided me in my life. Um, the two things that I would really like to ensure that everybody takes away from this is, um, you, know, you talked about us being the creator uh, and I think that's the title of this episode, I'm the creator, you're the creator, right? There was a time I had a buddy recently tell me, you want everybody to like you, don't you? And there was a time in my life where I would say, yes, uh, I think that I used to want everybody to like me. But then I realized that, that that's not possible. And I found that the more that I liked myself, the more that I was authentic, the more that I didn't give a shit what other people thought about me, funny thing happened. The more people liked me. The more people wanted to be around me, the more people recognized the value that I offer. Why? Because I wasn't coddling and and catering to what they wanted. I was being authentic. And as a result, that's not something that people see regularly. So I'd like to challenge everybody listening to this. Find out how to become your own creator. And specifically, I love the exercise of just doing a personal inventory assessment. Five characteristics and how you see the world whether it's anger, empathy, uh, joy, fun, whatever it may be, judgment, whatever it is, I want you to write down these three to five items and see how they manifest themselves in your day. Give me an example. You know, oftentimes we listen to this because we want to be, we want to be mindless and it's just, you know, it's joyful to just get out of our head and listen to somebody else talk about it. I want you, I invite you as the listener to send me either via Facebook, direct message, email, Twitter, LinkedIn, I don't care. Tell me how one of your traits manifested itself, and we're going to create a conversation about how it could potentially be different on the opposite end of the spectrum. Larry, in closing, what do you have to say to send all of these good folks off with some fundamentalism?
1: In synopsis. Yeah, I'd say just do your best to live in the moment. Mm. If you, you know, I found that the future, when I'm thinking about the future, it causes me a great deal of anxiety when I'm dwelling in the past, that's where my anger is, and to neutralize all of that if you're if you're feeling those types of things, I have found that the more I can just live in the moment, do the things that I love to do, gravitate towards having fun, all of the things that you you know have got and and stand by with fundamentalism, you don't really you i think you'll just realize you don't really have problems. They're just perceived issues. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thanks, brother. Greatly appreciate you as always. Again, I challenge you. Reach out. uh, Tell me how this trait manifested itself in your day. Let's create a conversation. You never know what this conversation could do to help you Uh, but most importantly, to help those around you. From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to say thank you, as always, to all of our Fundamism listeners. You guys are creating this philosophy with me. We are taking fun, joy, and fulfillment to the masses, and we could not do it without you. So today, we encourage you to go out and create some joy and fun in your life, but potentially work hard to ensure that you're doing the same for others. As always, we're out. Have a blessed day, and deuces!